this opportunity to greet each and every one of you one more time in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. To everyone that's joining us online, YouTube, Facebook Live, perhaps you're on the Zoom platform. We want to greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to all our precious visitors who are visiting with us, perhaps for the first time, or perhaps it's, it's, it's not your first time, you've been here before, we want to greet you also in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we trust and, and pray that the Lord will be a blessing in your lives this morning. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, this church, we, we endeavor uh, to move as the Spirit will allow us to move. We want to follow what the Lord is doing. And so sometimes it may not be as how we always do things, but the Spirit of the Lord is glorified. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Sometimes he has us singing and sometimes he has us praying. Sometimes uh, he, he just does what he wants to do. And we, our whole heart and our mind is to obey the Lord and that his name will be glorified. Praise the name of the Lord this morning. Uh, we want to turn for a short while to the uh, third, to 1 John chapter 3. It's 1 John chapter 3. Uh, wherever the Lord goes this morning, that's where we want to go. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter 3. John writes to us encouraging the believers First John chapter 3 he said see how very much our father loves us from the new living translation For he calls us his children. And that is what we are. Behold what manner of love the father had bestowed upon us. That we should be called the sons of God. Very important. It speaks of the believer's position in Christ. We are no longer aliens. We are no longer in rebellion against God. But the believer, because of the love of God, the privilege of God's love, we are now in a position where we are the children of God. And John says, that is what we truly are, the children of God. Hello, somebody. So we, we do not need to be afraid of God. Yes, we do reverence him, we do fear him, we do honor him. But we are not afraid 
as persons who are abiding under the wrath of God. Persons who are still living in rebellion against the name of God. The believer has a position in God where he is now a child. He's a son of God. And John says, that's who we really are. Romans 5 and verse 6 says, When we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. That's who we were. That's who we truly were. But because of the death of Christ, that while we were rebelling against, rebelling against him in sin, while we were ignorant of him, while we did not want to honor him, while we did not want to be submissive to him, he died for the ungodly. Romans 5 and verse 8 says, God commanded, commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So there is a, a transition. Something took place. For we were horrible. We were separated from the love of God. But the love of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Christ came into this world. The gift of God. Hallelujah. When he saw us in our sinful state. The Bible said that he died for us. While we were yet sinners. Romans 5 again, verse 9 says, Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So we are not afraid of the coming wrath. Because every person who is not in Christ remains under the wrath of God. The fiery wrath of God. But the believer, because he is now a child of God, the children of God does not abide under the wrath of God. Romans 5 and verse 9 says, For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. We are now children, sons of God. It doesn't matter how beautiful this experience is, it still does not appear. To us, what we shall be. As we are journeying through now, in, in, as a son of the living God, John says, uh, we, we really don't know, not yet, it does not yet appear what we shall be. But what we know, that when he appear, who Jesus, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Let me read that from the New Living Translation. Dear friends, we are, we are already God's children. 
not becoming God's children. We are, we are already God's children. But he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. We don't see it as yet. But one thing that we are confident of is that we do know that we will be like him for we will see him as he really is. Something has got to happen for us to see him as he really is. Uh, what, what, what we are right now, we know with confidence that our position is that we are children of God. Hello, somebody. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves that we are children of God. Because when the enemy buffets at us, when he wars against us, sometimes as believers, we get shaken. But we got to remember the blood, the sacrifice that took place on Calvary. When he stretched out and died and purchased our, our salvation, hallelujah, with his own life. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6. Let me just read that passage of scripture. 1 Corinthians 6. Let's look at verse 19. From the New Living Translation, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. You're a son of the living God. You don't belong to yourself. Why? For God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. He purchased us with his blood, Sister Karamula. When he died, when that transaction took place, when he elected you, and he appointed you to his gift of grace. Unto this great salvation. The blood, hallelujah, paid the full price, hallelujah, for your salvation. And because of that, we are no longer our own. Our bodies don't even belong to us. You're a, you're a son. Our bodies don't even belong to us. And John said, now because we have this hope that when he shall appear, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. John says, let every man that had this hope in him purify himself even as he is pure. Do you have an expectation this morning? Of the return of the living God. Do you have an expectation? Are you living with an expectation to see him as he is? 
Is this hope alive in the life of a believer? Because any man who is a son of God has this hope burning on the inside. Any man who is a son of God wakes up with this hope, goes to bed with this hope, gets up in the night and has this hope. It's a living experience. He's a carrier of this hope. It's a real hope. It's not a maybe. Hallelujah. If it happened, oh God Almighty, hallelujah. I wonder if it's going to happen. No, it's going to happen. My Jesus is coming back and I'm going to see him as he is. And because of that, I'm going to keep myself pure even as he is pure. The hope of heaven, the hope of his return. The hope that our father said, hallelujah, that when he goes, hallelujah, he shall so like, he shall come back, return to us in like manner, hallelujah. And he's going to take us, hallelujah, to be where he is. The hope. John says, whosoever committed sin, any man who sins is breaking God's law transgress God's law. That means to break it. For all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins and there is no sin in him. He's pure. He's true. Only true, he is the truth. In him, there is no sin. In him, there is no darkness. In him, hallelujah, hallelujah. Everything about him is light. Everything about him is truth. That is very essence, brothers and sisters. John says, any man, everyone who breaks God's law, any man who transgresses God's law, hallelujah, hallelujah, is, has sinned against him. And we know the children of God. We know, hallelujah, that Jesus came to take away our sins. We have experienced it. For we are no longer the creation that we were before we were identified with him on the cross. We went down in the pool of water baptism, believing on his name, received the gift of the Holy Ghost. When we accepted the act, the plan of salvation, when we believed on his name, we were identified with him. He says, we are a new creation in him. All things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. How? By the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. By the gift that he gave us. Hallelujah. When we surrendered to him, my God Almighty. When we were identified with him in baptism, filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Something supernatural took place. The old nature Hallelujah. That directed our lives. The old way of living. Hallelujah. Something had severed. And we were given 
power over sin. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. We were given power to live right. That's why a believer has no excuse because we have the power in us to live right. We have the power to overcome sin. We have the power, my God Almighty, to be the difference, to reflect the light that's in us. Hallelujah. To walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. To glorify the name of the Lord as we obey his word. The believer has that kind of a power. John says, anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. He honors the word of the living God. He lives for Jesus. Hallelujah. For he knows that his life is now a living sacrifice. Hallelujah. That he presents daily to the Lord. Hallelujah. His body belongs to the Lord. He does not choose to do what he wants to do with his body. Hallelujah. But his body now is the holy temple where the spirit of the Lord lives. So he can live, hallelujah, any and any way. He honors the Lord with his body. He honors the Lord with his mind, hallelujah. Everything about him honors God. He's a new creation in him. All things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. John says, if we, anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning, those who refuse to obey, does not know him or understand who he is. Anyone who practices have no regard to what the word of God says. Because to continue to sin means that we have rejected the gospel. To continue to sin means that we have rejected the plan of salvation. To continue to sin means that the name that was given to him, which is high and exalted above every other name, it means that we have no regard for it. Even though it's the most powerful name, we haven't subjected ourselves to it. We reject the gospel. And he told us to reject him is to reject life. Hallelujah. Such a one does not know him or understand who he is. Because his name, we know, John said, that he was manifested, he was made known to us, my God, to take away our sins. For thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall take away, save us from our sins. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. Hello? Is that what people say? We discern, we look, and we, we see what people do. And we know if that manner of life matches up with the word of God. 
Don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. Now, let's, let's, let's not lose focus. John is talking now. He's writing to the church. Not because somebody does what, does what is right in the world and have no knowledge of God means that person is righteous. He's talking about John is writing now. The audience here, the recipient of this letter is the church. He's straightening out the church. He said, when people do what is right, it shows, hallelujah, that they are righteous even as Christ is right. Righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. That's got to scare some of us. Because if folks are in the church, and it doesn't, it, it, it does, sin does not convict them. When they sin, the Holy Ghost does not convict them. Something is wrong. We're in the church and we, uh, uh, and we just live the way we want to live. Something is wrong. If we do what we want to do, hallelujah, without any reverence or fear for the name of the Lord Jesus, it tells us that something is wrong. John said, my brother, don't you be deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't look on the suit. Don't look on the tie. Don't look on the nice shirt and the nice shoes. Don't look on the singing. Don't look on the clapping. Don't look on the shouting. Look on the living. Look at how they walk in the house of the Lord. Look at how they conduct themselves in the house of the Lord. Their behavior is, you've got to watch it. John says, if they keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. What a word. Can you imagine now? You receiving this letter whoever got this letter got up and reading it probably it was read i don't know and you hear these strong words coming from uh, the apostle john any man who lives a life life that is contrary to what the word says it only proves that they belong to the devil. Now, John say, keep on sinning. It has become now a lifestyle. In the church, but it is a lifestyle. Uh, let me clarify. In the assembly, because the Lord is coming back for his church. For his bride is prepared to meet him. But the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning. Because God's life is in them. 
man who is born of into God's family. Now go back to the beginning. The sons of God, the children of God. They can err. They can sin. But as soon as such an individual sin, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord will convict them. The word of the Lord, hallelujah, will convict them. Such an individual who walks after the Spirit, hallelujah, who lives for the Lord, when they are convicted, they go to the Lord to straighten it out. The wayward child, hallelujah, is under no authority. So, such an individual, it, it, it doesn't bother them. They just continue living. John says, don't, don't be deceived. They don't know God. But those who have been born into God's family, they don't practice sin. They practice righteousness. Because the seed of God is in them. The Lord himself is occupying that temple. It's in them. So they practice righteousness. Because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. What a powerful word. Now, John, is, John, John starts out in the beginning. He says in the beginning that, that now we are called the sons of God. Behold what manner of love. See how much the Father has loved us. Because of that love, we are now called the children, the sons of God. And that's who we really are. Now he's saying here, verse, 11, verse 10, we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God now John saw Jesus Christ in flesh handled him was schooled by him. It's the same Lord that told John that the world will know that you are my disciples. How? When we love one another. This is no new doctrine that John is presenting. It's what he received from the Lord. He's given to the church. Those who live righteously and those who love other believers. 
we have received love and now we are empowered with the ability to give love. The church is a place of love. If we don't have love, there's no church. It's something else. But it's not the church of the living God. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. And this, this love now, if we look on a family that, a loving family, we know we have, we have poor examples, but think of a loving family. We have brothers and sisters, same biological parents, born in the same house. Sometimes some of them are so closely knitted. Such love between them. Praise the name of the Lord. And these are individuals who are born of the flesh. Now, the children of God are born of the spirit. For by one spirit are we all baptized. That's why we have the ability now. Because it's a new birth. We have the ability to love each other. Even as our Lord and Savior has loved us, there is simply no excuse. Hello, somebody. People get quiet when we talk about love. Hallelujah. It means now that we have now given the ability even to lay down our own lives for the brethren. That's not my doctrine. This is in the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, that's, why, uh, that's why even if brothers and sisters, hallelujah, when we look on folks who are in need, hallelujah, who need something and we have the ability to meet that need, we don't go praying. We meet it. Hello, somebody. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so if we hold back now we're not reflecting the kind of love that the Lord has given us we're not reflect, reflecting righteousness we're not proving that we're righteous believers because we fail to love one another hello somebody Anyone, he says, who does not live righteously and who does not and who does not love other believers. Well, dynamics. Look at it at times. Brothers, we have to understand now, especially those of us who are more mature in the faith. We have passed through the youth experience. We're developing. God is maturing us into the faith. Now when we look on the younger believers. Who have not yet overcome some of the difficulties. We now who. Have mat uh, 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 at a, sen uh, uh, a level of maturity has now know, has got to know now know how to deal with the younger believers. 
the love of God which permeates our heart now has got to go into action because now it's not something that we, we pull out and we put up, brothers and sisters. It's a lifestyle. It's not something we use every now and then. It's something that we live by, the love of God. That love now has got to know how to be patient with young believers. Has now got to know how to cry with young believers. Has now got to know, hallelujah, when people are going through struggles and pains and difficulties, even though you have passed by, perhaps you have forgotten your own experience. You've got to remind yourself, hallelujah, you've got to remind yourself that you came through because of God's love. You came through because of the love of others for you. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. I could stand here and call names upon names upon names of people who, who prayed with me through my earlier experience in church. Hallelujah. I, I'm not standing here because of my own strength. I'm standing here because of the Lord Jesus Christ firstly and his lovely children who, hallelujah, invested in me. Yeah. It's not because, hallelujah, of my own family. Yes, they played a role. But others in the faith invested in me. They saw what God was doing in my life. They believed in the call that God, in, when, when he called us from nature's darkness, they believed and they stood right there in my, in my moments of failure. Stood with them. Hallelujah. When I believe I couldn't make it, they stood right there. Words of encouragement, not words of defeat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not, not, not words that will cripple you and send you to the grave, but words that will encourage you. Hold on, my brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We went through and God took us through. Hallelujah. It's not a new experience. Hallelujah. There's no new temptation under this earth. Hallelujah. We have passed through it. We have been there, but God kept us and he's going to keep you too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've got to understand, brothers and sisters, that we're in a family of love. Hallelujah. When he shed his blood on Calvary, when he died until he gave up the ghost, it was my God Almighty. Hallelujah. An example. It was the greatest show, the display of love that this world has ever seen. It is the love of God. Hallelujah. That came to this very world, to every man it was given, not just to us select few but when he came into this world he came as the love of God as the revelation of God hallelujah that any man who believe on him yes the murderer yes the thief yes the warmonger yes the liar any man who believed on him believe on his name such a man could experience the love of God Somebody said, oh, you don't understand how corrupt and how miserable my family is. Hallelujah. No, I know no parents. I don't have a mother. I don't have a father. Hallelujah. He came for sinners. He died. Hallelujah. For the ungodly. He died for those who are rebelling against him. He died, hallelujah, for the ignorant man. Hallelujah. He died for those who are distanced by sin distance from him but he loved us 
that he saw the cross and would not refuse to head to the cross. Such love is what the church has received. Hallelujah. What manner of love that when his blood was spewed out on Calvary. Hallelujah. John said it's the love, hallelujah, that purchased our salvation. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. We are recipients of that love this morning. And that's why we can lift our hands in confidence because we have received the love of God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So I don't have to shy away. Hallelujah. In fear and, and guilt because I know I'm a child of the living God. I can approach him boldly before his throne this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, John says, Hallelujah. Uh, this is the message that the church have received from the beginning. That we should love one another. Hallelujah. We must not be like Cain. The children of God must not be like Cain. Because Cain had been doing what was evil. And his brother had been doing what was righteous. Two men from the same household. John now is warning the church. Because you have received such love, you can't be like Cain. You can't carry the spirit of Cain. When you practice your sin, you don't have no regard for God. But you're still showing up into worship. You still want to practice. You still want to present your sacrifice. Even though you know you're not honoring the name of God. John said you can't do it like that. Hallelujah. You've got to be aware of the spirit of Cain. Hallelujah. But John said we must not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. What happened? Abel, by faith, prepared his sacrifice and honored the name of the Lord. And the Lord had regard to Abel's sacrifice. Cain presented his sacrifice. Not by faith. He just presented his sacrifice. Somebody said, oh, you know. But faith in God cannot be unanswered. Faith in God, meaning the character of God, cannot be unanswered. Abel presented it by faith, believing. And God honored his sacrifice. Cain presented his own sacrifice. And God rejected it. You know, very early in scriptures we learn that God can accept and reject worship. There's, we, can, we can pump all we want, we can do all we want, but if it, doesn't, if it does not go up before God by faith, God is going to reject it. Then uh, we know too 
that man does not deal well with rejection. And so, God rejected Cain's sacrifice and he became mad with his brother. Hello, somebody. You see, in the house of God, sometimes you see people are walking with the Lord and you can see that the, the presence of the Lord is upon them. And then there, you have others who just want to live their life the way they want to live it. And then they become most upset with those who are walking with the Lord. That's the spirit of Cain. Because only the Lord can tell us what can, what can come out of that kind of a heart. Cain became angry with his brother while in the field. Hallelujah, he rose up against his brother and killed him. Praise the name of the Lord. And the Bible tells us that while he killed him in the, in the, in the field, God shouted out to Cain and said, Where is thy brother? Where is thy brother? He said, am I my brother's keeper? Why are you, why are you asking me about King, uh, Abel? He said, because your brother's blood cries out from the ground. He's missing. Spirit of Cain. He's missing. He's crying. I hear him crying out from the ground. We might not spill blood, but right in the house of the Lord, there are some souls, hallelujah, that's crying out because of unclean spirit. Spirit of Cain trying to suppress a believer who wants to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 And the Lord said, Cain, don't you know? Hallelujah. That sin lies at your door. Wants to rule over you. But you can have deliverance. Let me counsel you now. Cain refused to accept the counsel of God and went his way. John says we are not like him. Because Cain had been doing what was evil and his brother had been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. Hello. From eternal death now to eternal life. How? If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. The focus is love. 
got to love our brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really, really a murderer at heart. Brothers, he's talking to the church. You know. Folks will say, "Why? I just can't. I just can't. You know, I just can't. You know, the spirit can't take him. I just don't like him. Why? He just let my spirit go cross. I can't. I can't be around him." I don't really like that one. I'm in love him, but I don't like him. Hatred for the brother. Hatred for the sister. Now, If we hate one another, if the love of God does not flow out of our heart for our brothers and our sisters, and God knows that some folks are very difficult to deal with. That's a reality to it. Some folks are very difficult to deal with. But then, the greatness of God's love far supersedes how difficult that brother or sister is to deal with. And if the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, it means we have what it takes to deal with it. Got a lot of amen now. <laughs> Not a lot of amen now. But brothers and sisters, God has empowered the life of the believer. If he says, love your enemies, God can't say love your enemies if he has not given you the ability to love your enemies. It's impossible for him to say it. Those who mistreat you and do all manner of evil against you. He said, pray for them. You can't pray if God didn't give you what to say. It means that we have been empowered. The Lord has given us the ability to pray. The ability to love. Hallelujah. And that's why the brother or the sister does not have to hate one another. Because it doesn't matter how good we look. Or who we think we are. If we hate our brother. We are a murderer. And we know. John says that murderers. Don't have eternal life within them. Those who are hating one another don't have eternal life abiding in them. 
We know that real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. You mean for real? What does this mean? That's a, the imagery that we're, we're getting here. John says... We know what real love is. The church has received real love. The Jesus who we scream about. The Jesus who we pray to. The Jesus who we call upon. The Jesus. Until they call us Jesus only. He said we know. Somebody doesn't have to tell us. We know what real love is. Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Love must cost us. Love must cost you something. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Love must become sacrificial. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, some folks, before you do anything, you have to count all the costs. No. Jesus knew, knew what was about to take place. He was about to lose his life. But he hit to the cross. The believer showing love, an example of love from the believer to a next believer must become sacrificial. Must cost us something. The love that we receive was not cheap. So the love that we give cannot be cheap. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. And John says, now he leaves a nice example. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sisters in need, but shows no compassion, it doesn't bother them that somebody else is in need. They see it. How can God's love be in that person? John did not say the person asked us. We know that there's a need. We see it. The person has not asked. We have the ability to meet the need. But show no compassion. John says, don't fool yourself. Anybody who acts like that, can the love of God be in that person? Because what would God do? Certainly, he would meet the need. And that's what he wants to do. But he wants to do it through the church. You know somebody. So when somebody sees a need and goes on your need praying and you have the ability to meet the need and goes on your need praying, vain. That's vanity. That prayer don't reach heaven. When the Lord looks down on it, he sees hypocrisy. 
practically saying, look how I bless you. You have two bread in your house. And there's a person who needs another bread. And you're praying that the Lord will provide a bread. Take out that bread that's in your house and give it to the person. Or cut the one that you have in, in two halves and share a piece with the person. Somebody say, why, why is pastor talking like this? I'm telling you, we've got to get back to practical Christianity. I'm telling you, something is coming in, friends. This whole world is set on a, is a time clock that's striking. And we got to know how to live simple and live as brothers. Hello, somebody. Hello. Let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Faith must a man of faith is a man of action. You can't have, simply say you have faith and can't show the works that is produced by your faith. There's got to be a work. He said, let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the, tr to the truth so we will be confident when we stand before God. Let's close it here today. Hallelujah. Let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's not merely say, Lord, I love you. Oh, Brother Brown, I love you. I love you. Brother Kelly, I love you. No. Let's show it by your action. Love protects. Love cares. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Love is patient. It's tender. It's kind. Hallelujah. Love is in no haste. It will wait with someone. Love is of God. And if, if we, uh, God is not looking, brothers and sisters, in how much we can say we love each other or how much we love him. He said, don't fool yourself. You can keep that to yourself. I, I know how much you love me when you obey my word. That's the only way I know if you love me. Not by what you say. Not the songs that say, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. I just stopped by to say, Lord, I love you more than anything. Jesus says, Do you care for the poor? Do you visit those who are in prison? Do you honor my word? He's asking those questions. 
We're busy. I love you, Jesus. Right in the midst of the service. We want to collect a special offering for someone who is in need. No money. But what we have is really from a family right now. And now, brethren, I'm not talking now about these ministers and these people collecting and talking about sowing a seed, which is not of God. God don't need your seed. God don't need anybody's seed. God don't even need your offering. Telling you folks. This, there's one person that's going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. God don't need your money. He's the one that bless you. If he never blessed you, you couldn't give. But the church says now, uh, and the church can't always mention there's a special need, and we just want to collect some of it. Just like the other day with a volcano that was taking place in one of those small islands. We asked here for an offering because we just felt that we wanted to show the love of God. We don't know these persons, but we want to show love. And we say, can you, can you just give an offering towards this? And folks will say, boy. And brothers and sisters, we can't be stingy in our giving. You can give $100 right here. And God has no honor, no regard to that $100. Because he, he knows deep down. When you drop it here, he's not looking at your money. He's looking at your heart. A man can walk here because he's so wealthy and give a million dollars. God look and say, keep your money. Because that million dollars, hallelujah, there's no, the heart does not match up with the gift. God say, I can't honor that. Hello, somebody. I'm telling you what the, the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you how the church of the Lord God operates. And so, when we do that, no, it must be an act of love. Perhaps it's the last 50 I have. But I got to know now that I got to share it because somebody is in need. And now this is faith, brothers, because those of us who understand that everything comes from the Lord, we don't have a problem sharing it. But if we believe that there's nothing else until we work some more and receive some more money, then we're going to have a problem. Because what, what we're saying to ourselves that we are the gods of our life. Because we have to exert some level of strength to gain some money so that we can share what God says. Hallelujah. What you have, give out of what you have. Show some love. And don't go around telling others. You give, give. Just give. Just let the love of God flow through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And perhaps, you know, brothers, not every time it's not every time 
it's it's money and thing and, 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 and things. Sometimes it's just time. You give up your time. Another person. Sometimes somebody just need someone to talk to. And you have to just lend your lend them your, your, your give out of your own time and let them just share what they want to share. You breathe a word of prayer and you leave. You don't know how much good that does. It's love. Then you have now, and let me close off here where I get myself in trouble. You have now some persons give and they, they record. <laughs> Two times they give that person something. I'm in church and never give me nothing yet. Last time I, 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 me giving that thing last time, you, know, you see something, I, 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 me buying that Bible, you know, couldn't buy a Bible. Begin to talk about it. There's no blessing in that. There's no blessing in that. You give and you go praising God. And you say, thank God that I was able Hallelujah. To be used of the Lord. To share with my brother. I feel honored. That must make you feel some anointing moving through you. Hello somebody. Hallelujah. Everybody's waiting for a good song to sing. To feel the power of God. But when you, when you allow yourself to be used of God. God I only have. Hallelujah. A parcel of. Uh, of some grain of rice here, but I'm going to share what I have. I'm telling you something, brothers and sisters, we were on full-time ministry in one part in our lives back home in Jamaica. And one Sunday, I'm heading to this church uh, to preach. I was assisting this pastor in Myersville, um, St. Elizabeth, and we were heading there, and, and, and my wife said, I just feel like, you know, if I could just get some nice beans and a piece of pumpkin, and so I'll make a nice soup for dinner this evening. On Sunday evening. Everybody wants the chicken and rice. No, my wife is saying soup. But when you're a child of God, you just live. And so while we're traveling to church, went to church, preached, and after church, an old lady said, Sister James, I want to see you. I saw my wife coming in with a bag. And when she came in the car, she looked at it and I started crying. I said, what's it? What's, what's happening? A little bean, a piece of pumpkin. And everything that she was telling the Lord. Everything to make the soup. The lady said, I'm just on my way and I feel like bringing some of the things from my garden. Some little beans. Some lima beans, fresh. A piece of pumpkin, freshly sliced. And everything, look a piece of thyme and scallion and all those things. Everything to put in the pot to make a good uh, uh, pot of soup. Love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody, it wasn't a whole pumpkin, it's a piece of what she had. Hallelujah. But this was enough for our family. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Everybody want to speak. In everybody want to prophesy. Everybody want to do something. How about allowing the love of God to just move through you? Shama Hosea. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. When, people don't know that we are God's disciples when we speak in tongues, when we prophesy, how hard we pray, how much we fast, when we love one another. You see folks who are trying to promote all the giftings. God said, that's not what I'm looking at. Gifted, some of us will have no character. Gifted, I have no love for the brethren. Hallelujah. 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 And some folks stay right in the house of God and corrupt themselves. Stand to your feet, everyone. Let's begin to pray. Hallelujah. Come, Minister Longboy. Come and close this off. Hallelujah. 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 How many of us would want God to just move through us? Our position in Christ. We are children of God. We are children of God. We are no ordinary people. We are children of the Most High God. We are recipients of this great love that was on display to the whole world. But we believe. Not everyone believed. The church believed. Now we're abiding in him. And he is abiding in us. Hallelujah. How many of us want the love of God to permeate our hearts? Hallelujah. The love of God to move through us.